All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. And I am super pumped because we just came off of the conversation with me where he put me through the ringer. And now I'm going to do the same to him. So we have Dr. Eric Corum with me. He is a pioneer in the field of high performance. He became the first sports scientist in American football in 2011 and has spent the past decade revolutionizing athletic development through the use of technology and global performance engineering. He holds a doctorate degree in exercise science with a research emphasis on how sleep affects the brain's ability to adapt to stress. He's also the founder of CEO of AIM7, and he hosts an amazing podcast. So I am super excited to get into it. Eric, tell us your story, man. Yeah. So I grew up in Texas, went to Texas A&M, was a walk-on football player there. And I've always been kind of a science geek. And when you're a walk-on, especially at the time when I was playing football, there was so many great athletes there. And I realized that there was a gap between me and them. And I needed to fill that gap if I was ever going to think about even stepping on the field. And so I kind of began this quest for how to optimize human potential. And I spent a number of years as a strength conditioning coach, worked with and with world-class track and field athletes, including uh, an eight-time Olympic medalist, three-time Olympic gold medalist, Veronica Campbell-Brown. I got a chance to travel the world and, and see what the best of the best were doing. I heard about this concept called high performance in sport. Uh, I decided I was going to bring that to the United States. And, and what high performance is, it really started in business, but it's like fast, effective, iterative decision-making that leverages the best across an organization to make great decisions. Well, in sport, everything is siloed. It is the worst possible environment for making a good decision because everybody speaks a different language and there are all these terrible silos and nobody wants to communicate. The problem we have in the United States in athletics is we have way too many good athletes. So we've never actually thought about how to develop our athletes until recently. So other countries around the world have invested millions and millions and millions of dollars and developed these institutes of sport where they break down all these silos and they bring the coaches and the physiologists and the bio mechanists and the strength coaches together to uh, heightened performance. And so I, I decided I wanted to do that. I was the first sports scientist in American football, brought over athlete tracking technology from Australia, and it really kind of revolutionized things. And then had an opportunity to be a high performance director at the University of Kentucky and just help do some good things there. And so now I've actually left sport and I'm bringing high performance thinking and problem solving to anybody that has an ear <laughs> that wants to listen and wants to just be a better performer, whether they're a mom, uh, stay at home, whether they got a side hustle. They just want to be a better person for their spouse, their kids, or just want to get that edge in the workplace. What's that one thing that can give people an edge that, you know, most people probably wouldn't think of? I would say it's a thought process and it's reverse engineering a problem. High performance is really this to me. You reverse engineer a problem. You have to have in your mind, what does elite look like? You reverse engineer the problem, break it down into its constituent parts and find the limiting factor. Then you put all the parts back together and you can achieve your best performance. Now I say performance, it doesn't mean that like you're you're swimming a, you know, PR or whatever. It could be your best communication or whatever that is. And I don't think people consistently think about creating the conditions for success. It's it's a multivariate problem. It's not just one thing. Conditions for success. I want to help people become incredibly adaptive. I want to make the most resilient and adaptable people. What does that mean? There's this balance, this interplay between stress and rest that allows you to take on more with less cost and be more adaptable. So right now we're almost, a lot of people because of COVID are talking about, oh, I'm so stressed out. Oh, the stress is coming at me. It's overwhelming. Well, what if like if, if, if the amount of stress you could handle would be represented in a bowl? And if I kept the stress, the amount you're handling at the same level, the same quantity, but I made the bowl bigger. Now the same quantity of stress means so, so much less. And how do you become more adaptable? It's taking on stress and pairing it with the appropriate amount of rest. 
sleep, non-sleep rest, and other coping mechanisms. And then you can take on more and more and more over time. So it's kind of, it's, it's a little bit like the whole kind of workout mentality, right? Like you're, you're gonna, you're gonna put your muscles through it, but you got to have rest days. Like it's not this just hustle nonstop mentality. I think that everyone's been conditioned into hearing here lately. Like this hustle grind culture, I am totally pushing back on that. Like I'm calling bull crap on that. And I'm also trying to reclaim this word high performance because there's a lot of people out there that are using this and they talk about motivational tactics. And motivation is not something that you want to rely on because it wanes. It's funny that you say that because I think about when I listen to like a motivational YouTube or whatever, or a motivational song or something, right? Like it pumps me up for right. the duration of that song. But then when it's over, I'm right back to, to normal. Like nothing, nothing fundamentally changed in what I did. Exactly. You were relying on catecholamines to get released, to have an adrenaline rush for a second. But motivation is going to be high and it's going to be low. But when you're really motivated, push yourself harder. If motivation is low. Do whatever it takes to get across the action line. If you create the conditions for success, you can be at your best more often. And so unless you're like one of these ridiculous outliers, the half of the percent of the half of the percent of the half of the percent that can only go off of five. And there's some people that have a really weird gene that they can sleep five hours a night and be fine. But if most people sleep less than five hours a night, it doubles your risk for cardiovascular disease, doubling your risk of dying. Obviously, you've talked to a lot of high performance people. So what are some of the common traits in high performers? They have a plan. They, I mean, that sounds so simple. Most people have not have zero plan. And then they iterate that plan as quickly and as fast as possible. The other thing too, is they're thinking about all the things that are supporting what they actually want. You got to create the conditions for success. If, if your job relies upon you being mentally sharp, then what are the things that support that? Sleep, nutrition, making sure that you're not overly stressed out, that you have self-regulatory mechanisms in place. We're like, okay, I know that if I start feeling this way, I needed to use these type of belly breathing exercises, being able to keep your emotions in check, being able to have the capacity capacity to concentrate for a long period of time. These are things that are developed. If your high performance for you is not losing it on your kids, because that's an area you want to improve at, well, then you got to break that problem down and go, when do I lose it on my kids? Well, I usually lose it when when I don't get enough sleep at night because my child was up all night long and I, di I didn't have a good morning routine. Okay, well then figure out what you got to do to have a great morning routine so that you can feel like you have some momentum early in the day. It's not a one size fits all problem, but there are certain here or rules of thumb that apply. Right. You got to plan for success. You got to create those conditions. You got to learn how to iterate fast. You got to have just like basic high performance habits in place, sleep, nutrition, all that kind of stuff. Dive a little more into that. How can we have a healthy relationship with stress? Because stress is a bad word by nature, right? When you say yeah. stress, people will just kind of cringe and back up. Well, stress is what allows you to grow, adapt, and thrive. Like you literally need stress for the human organism to grow, adapt, and thrive. And there was this and basically, there's like four stages that any organism will go through when they encounter stress. There's like homeostasis phase. Everything's great. Our life is good. And then the stressor comes in. And then you go into this alarm stage. Your body starts mobilizing resources. Your heart rate goes up, all this kind of stuff. It's a sympathetic uh, fight or flight response. And then there's this resistance phase where your body's trying to get back to normal, trying to switch into something called a parasympathetic state where it's trying to move into this rest and digest phase. 
if you keep the stress on and it's more than the system can endure, you will go into exhaustion. The idea is, is stress, rest, stress, rest. And it doesn't matter if it's psychological, physical, like a body doesn't know. It just reacts. It's stress, allow the body to rest. And then your body kind of elevates, super compensates to a higher level. You can handle a little bit more and then you push it up, push it up, push it up. And if you do that over time, you can take on ridiculous challenges, but it's, it's, it can't be willy nilly. If you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. Mm. We need to say it's okay to rest to pull back, to take a day off. For me, you know, spiritually, I take Sundays off. And I think there's more to it than just a religious thing. Like you can't go seven days a week all the time. There's a cost. You know, there has to be an adequate amount of stress and balance with rest. And it sounds so freaking simple. So I guess if the one thing people could take away from this podcast is to learn how to balance those two. <laughs> deliberately engage in difficult things and deliberately engage and and rest and sleep and non-sleep rest. Yeah, you definitely took one of the questions I asked at the end. What's one real piece of advice you would give to anyone listening? So tell everyone how they can connect with you, what you have going on. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Eric Corum, E-R-I-K-K-O-R-E-M on Twitter at Eric Corum on LinkedIn. And then I have the Blueprint podcast, which is about how to be a high performer. And we, we interview a diverse group of people like Roman, but I'm trying to interview people that are going to bring value to your life so that you can be the best for somebody else, so that you can be the best at your job, so that you can have have deep satisfaction. And so you can realize your full, full potential. And that is what the blueprint is about. I've also launched a company called AIM7. And uh, we're turning wearable technology data into insight that leads to life-changing habits. And um, we're uh, raising money right now. And we're going to bring something to the, to the market that's really going to revolutionize things. And so you can find us if you want to learn more about that at AIM7.com. A-I-M, the number seven, dot com. All right, that's a wrap. So if you liked it, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to that. And as always, thanks for listening. Keep it real.